Hello, my name is John Waters. Don't you wish you had one? Mm-mm-mm-mm. And I'm telling you. I don't watch, I, or I don't, I don't, I don't listen to our episodes, so that's my best recollection of what that is. Hot take, it feels weird to listen to my voice. Thank you very much for listening to Try Love, uh, a literal roundtable podcast where we talk about movies that we saw at the Trilon Cinema. You can follow us on Twitter at Try Love Podcast. My name is Jason. My name is Aaron. My name is Cody. And I'm Harry. And today we're going to be talking about Police Story 2. That's right, a direct sequel to Police Story. Spiritual successor in some ways. <laughs> no, it's a sequel. It's a second movie. That's why it's spiritual successor in very few ways. I don't know if it's that directly connected. Like, are the events of Police Story One ever like you, called out in you, Police oh, Story yeah. Two? Oh yeah. Did you see I the mean, movie? The whole initial montage of Police Story Two. Mm. It recaps and the Police Story at the beginning one. and the bad guy from the first ones Picks in the movie. Up, uh, like girlfriend's also there. Yeah, the it's like literally a week. One. Checkmate, liberals. Why in the world would you have a Police Story One if you have the all of the plot of Police Story One inside Police Story Two? Isn't the first one now obsolete? The, yeah, real question is why would you have Police Story 2? Because the movie's not good. So I, tell us I what disagree ha- with that, I think. Ooh. But, well, we're going to talk about what it's about first. Well, so, <laughs> glad you asked. Uh, Police Story 2, 1988, three years after Police Story 1 came out. Uh, Jackie Chan reprises his role uh, from Police Story 1 as police officer Ka Kui. Uh, due to the events of the first film, uh, the essentially takedown of... Uh, mob boss uh, Chu Tao. Uh, listen to our been, previous episode about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, if you're listening to this one first, you're doing it wrong. Wrong yeah. order. Don't, yeah, you don't count down. You count. Damn, up. I don't think that'll happen. Flip tape over to side Although, A. More people listen to our Sanjuro podcast than our Yojimbo podcast, which is wild. Yeah, it's, it's a little fucked up. Uh, yeah, due to the events of the first movie, he has been uh, Kakui has been demoted to Highway Patrol. Uh, so the, the bad guy from the first movie, uh, who's the crime boss Chu Tao, um, he actually has been uh, apparently released from prison with three months to live. They make a line about, you know, it's called, I can't remember what they say. They call compassionate it, release. It's called compassionate release, yeah. He's three months to live, so they're going to let him I don't know, just go die somewhere. It's called compassionate release. It's my favorite R&B sound. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, it's, it's my, my favorite, favorite Usher album. Me, yeah, compassionate release. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so after... Uh, Okay, so Kakui uh, essentially attacks um, Chu Tao's uh, men in a restaurant, and due to kind of the shame and kind of the falling out from his actions, he resigns from the police force. Uh, shortly after that, he plans a vacation with his uh, girlfriend, uh, back again from the first movie, uh, May, May. Played by Maggie Chung. Yep, uh, who's expanded role in this movie. Uh, they're about to go on a vacation, and uh, as they are buying a uh, like a travel package, uh, in a mall, there is a bomb scare that uh, Kakui kind of helps. Uh, he helps get the people to safety, and then the bomb goes off. And so he's reinstated on the police force and is... Uh, they catch put- up with him at the airport and tell him that he's the only man for the job. And they yeah. sort of convince him uh, to, to rejoin the case. Extremely unfortunate, but good for your ego, I would think. 
right? I mean, it's got to be a confidence booster. I mean, that's they play to that to get yeah. him to rejoin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he reinst- he's reinstated. He joins the force, and he is put on the case to stop the culprits before more damage is done. Uh, so if you heard this plot summary and you're thinking, okay, uh, that sounds uh, not very cohesive, maybe bad, maybe there's a lot of plot there, uh, first third of this movie kind of is, right? Uh, it's a much it, more plot-heavy movie, I would yes, say. Yes, I, I would say that I actually enjoy the first act of this movie quite a bit because it's by far the most traditionally a movie. So first act up until when, would you say? Uh, up until the bomb threat, I, th- I think, I suppose. Um, because, like, it's it's interesting that, that it returns to... We talked a, a little bit about the um, departure from sensibilities that maybe I'm familiar with. Uh, Police Story is a much more traditional movie than Police Story 1 is, at least at first. Um, and in the, in the first act of this movie, um, Jackie Chan and, and Maggie Chung as, as May and uh, as Kakui and May, they the movie really centers on their relationship with one another and they're being harassed by... Uh, who is the the harasser? Chutel. Is it Chu? Well, Chutel. So Chutel's the, the bad guy, the, the lawyer. Uh, yeah. So Chutel has has a lawyer uh, from the first movie, um, and I don't actually know the character's name, but he is the he's guy back with the glasses. Is, yeah. yeah, the guy with the glasses. It's like big and nerdy, and it's like a running joke that he always breaks his glasses. But that glasses are so expensive, especially back then. I'd be so pissed if someone broke my glasses five times over the course of like a week. Well, then you shouldn't be harassing Kakui and May. You you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be a lawyer who's protecting. Uh, uh, they do a lot of really funny gags with the glasses, where like he'll he'll go funny? to great lengths to protect his face in different ways, yeah. and it never ends up working out for him. Yeah, maybe funny as a stretch. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like the first act of this movie uh, pretty well because it. Um, it actually does a lot more legwork characterizing Kakui and May than previous movies did. And I think they have good chemistry with each other, I guess. Sure. Um, maybe I just really like Maggie Chung. Uh, I think she's great in this movie, um, even during her big climactic scene. Um, but but you're right in that, like, it's weird, right? In that, like, after this first act and after we sort of find the plot, because up until then it was just, like, there are several scenes, too many scenes of this lawyer just harassing May and Kakui as they attempt to do their own thing. Then eventually it sort of, like, sputters into a fight scene in the restaurant, which is a good fight scene. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and then from there we sort of, like, end up backing into the plot to the point where, like, we're, like, maybe 40 minutes into the movie and this bomb threat happens. Yeah. And I kind of thought it was just going to be another sort of, like, side plot. And then it was like, oh, no, it actually turns out we're following this bomb threat for the rest of the movie. It, the the whole the whole plot thread of Chu Tao uh, being released from prison and being this menace who's going to, I'm back to terrorize Jackie Chan again. Kind of, It's a red really herring. Yeah, it's, Except, it's purposefully set up as, you know, like a, uh, dude, I'm actually dying here. Uh I'm not. What would? Why do I gain from harassing you? Right. Chuteo um, has like funny a funny character arc where he kind of comes to forgive yeah. Kakui at the end, and it turns out that he's not the bad guy because there's this this callback to the first movie where uh, Kakui does like a raid on um, Chuteo's compound and fucks up a lot of and shit. Fucks up a lot of shit. shit. Pe- beats people up, and he he makes it through, and he because he thinks that they kidnapped May, and then he gets there, and May's not there, and Chu Tao's on his deathbed, and he's just like, yeah, I, I didn't do any of that. I'm just dying here, and then he's like, you know, they have like a weird sort of interaction, and then that's the last time we see Chu Tao. Um, yeah. So 
but it, it is weird, right? It is weird that this movie, like, it almost feels like like they just kept going after Police Story One, and it's like a it's like a television procedural yeah. where they just sort of riffed for a while before they found another plot that they wanted to go with, uh, which is interesting. And it's also interesting that maybe my favorite part of this movie was the riffing, where it was just like it was just. Uh, Kakui being like a highway patrolman and hanging out with his girlfriend and then like being harassed by these lawyers. Uh, because like once we pick back up the bomb threat, it becomes Goes sort downhill. of a really boring sort yeah. of long. Uh, anyway, um, it's super drawn out. That's one of the reasons that I consider it a lesser, <coughs> excuse me, lesser movie to the first one is a because it's less. I don't know, like the actual impression of the style is somewhat lessened. I think by like the first movie having executed so many of its elements so well. But secondly, because its plot is, like, everywhere for a lot of the movie, right? Like, before you've really centered on the one, like, the bomb threat plot, uh, there's just a lot of shit thrown in there. There's the whole Maggie Chung thing, or not Maggie Chung, the whole May thing where she's kidnapped, and uh, just a lot of different moving parts that don't really come together in any meaningful way eventually for me. It's, uh, again, we, we characterize May as, like, perpetually long-suffering where like she she only exists to be either like kidnapped or or a a sort of like annoyance for the the audience Mm -hmm. that gets in the way of of the action um she's eventually abandoned on an airplane to to bali and so she she storms the consulate uh when they get back in the rain and uh, confronts Kakui. That's a really great scene because she walks into the men's uh, changing room and there are a bunch of naked dudes like frantically trying to... Um, <laughs> Uncle Bill Wong has his uh, his bowel problem and, <laughs> and she walks in on him when he's in uh, the stall and he has to cover up again and like there's some great physical comedy there and just like May being like this force of nature mm-hmm. angry uh, person um calling out Kakui is really good. So I like that scene a lot. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's uh, it's not um, very cohesive. And it, it's not. It's also not tent-pulled in the way that Police Story 1 is, where mm-hmm. Police Story 1 at least had a lot of confidence in what it was doing. You don't get that sense from Police Story 2. Um, it This movie, Police Story 2, does um, slow things down in one particular scene, but like the reconciling the coming to Jesus moment of... Between uh, Chankakui and May, uh, that they basically they decide to break up in this scene, oh, yeah. and nobody says anything. Like it's, it's just my a favorite time scene. Lapse. It is a very good scene, uh, but it's like the one part of this whole, st- of, at least of the two movies in the series I've seen, where things just sort of stop. Like it, it feels. Now that I'm thinking about it, it feels out of place in the movie, uh, but it is sort of necessary to like further their storyline to make like. To give it some stakes. Yeah, and their their storyline is foregrounded much better here than it was. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would go maybe so far as to say that, that the main arc that this movie um, at least gestures at telling is the, the sort of tragic relationship between May and Kakui. It's definitely bigger than it was in the first movie. Yeah, and at the end of the second act, uh, when they decide to break up sort of permanently, um, there's that great scene where they're in the park and <clears throat> Kakui comes to, to try to talk to her but they have nothing to say to one another. And so they're just like, Kakui just sits on this step in the park, a couple of seats bef- uh, above her. And they just sit there from like sunrise to sunset, basically in this park. And it's just a time-lapse shot. Uh, basically. Uh, I really like that shot a lot. And it then is. it follows maybe my favorite action sequence in any of these movies. Um, 
which is the park at night in oh, the playground. Yeah. Which is like more of what we were talking about in Police Story 1, where it's just like permanently makes you a more creative person to watch Jackie Chan using a, a playground to demolish dudes. Um, like that Crescent Moon uh, like gym bars thing that he jumps in and out of and throws a guy through. And, and like, like monkey bars God. and the jungle gym. And like they have poles at a certain point. And then later on there are cars that he, he does the uh, Tetsuo on <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Police Story 2, like the main arc, is generally the relationship between uh, May and Kakui. Uh, like, even, especially when we're in the, like, the police precinct, and, like, everybody seems to be somewhat invested in this relationship somewhat. Anytime Kakui, like, comes through the front door, there's somebody at a desk saying, like, Hey, May's waiting for you, or like May's been trying to call they, you. They give advice. They like right. talk about, mm. hey, what's going on with you and May, and like what's going, like how yeah. come she hasn't been around? That yeah. right? It's just like this world becomes like very Kakui centric, much uh, like I, it did at the end of the second, the first movie. Right? Yeah, and I guess that just you know comes you know he he becomes the the super sub I think they call him. Like that's the whole reason he's put on like. M- traffic detail and just like doing random and things when he, he's when he the best it's gonna leave for Bali they have to go get him again and it's like yeah. they don't have anybody else it's just Kakui <laughs> right um that being said like even though just the like the representation of the like the police establishment the law the establishment of law enforcement is a lot weaker um like the characters of of Uncle Bill even when we're like experiencing the saga of his digestive problems like is a like much more present and like better character so is uh superintendent Lee um i think the two of them go through like kind of interesting arcs yep. like little ones i but... think i think that that you're getting at right now with my hot take about this movie which is that this movie characterizes its characters better than police story one does like yeah. straight up is that better though i mean does that make for a better movie no because this movie does a lot of other things far far worse than police right. story but one even the like i agree with with to a certain extent about like a lot of the little character arcs and characters that are Purely jokes in the first movie are given a bit more to do, even if often those scenes are often kind of jokey as well. Um, but especially with like the relationship team between Kakui and May, um, I kind of hated that stuff in this movie. Like, just disliked it a whole lot. And I, I think I wanted uh, when I saw the first movie, I think I wanted May to be more of an established character, give her more time. And I saw the second movie, and I was like, oh, no, I, I don't think I actually wanted that at all. Wait, is um, it because of, like, how they wrote her character or what they used? Like, I'm, it's part I'm, of that. It's it's There's just, like, lots of little stuff. Like, I, I kind of get what they're going for. Like, I think there's moments that are nice and kind of cute and kind of sentimental. Um, but I don't think it handles any of it terribly well. I, I don't even want to say it's like it's bad, more that I just was not necessarily interested in it mm. um you know there's there's like a scene the the bomb threat scene in the mall um she's like complaining to him about working with the police during a bomb threat you know and that's like a big plot point mm. is that she's like jackie you're working and it's like dude there's a somebody called in a bomb threat to this mall right now and there's like I think 200 that, people to here. be fair i think that was more of an issue i don't remember it that at like it being that great uh, of like a complaint from her during the 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 bomb yeah the you know the bomb threat sequence I think it was more so when like they like were on the plane and then like yeah. the aftermath of that like she was which very is visibly fair. upset the, way, there's some yeah, of that which is totally more, fair yeah, yeah I, I think her character I think the character of May is less is less thankless um, but uh, I Harry I think you were saying like it's obvious that she like they portray her they paint her as a character who has like 
been in a big, like, tumultuous uh, relationship, has had a big thing with Kakui, and that, that's, like, really obvious, but she's still, like, very much, like, she's just baggage, for lack of a better term. That's the way the movie itself treats yeah. her, for right. sure. So I, I think it's totally fair to be annoyed yeah, by that, definitely. because that's definitely the way that it's portrayed in this, yeah. which is a shame, because, like, again, I think maybe my favorite part of Police Story 2 was that sort of exploration of, like, there's yeah. this on-again, off-again relationship where, like, Kakui doesn't treat her very well mm-hmm. because he's, quote-unquote, married to his job, ostensibly. In reality, it's just because he's a big doofus who doesn't commit to, like, anything. Yeah. Um, but and and to see to see her arc to sort of like actually let go of that relationship is interesting and the way it i think that they sort of try to relate it to the main bad guys in this movie which are really under uh under illustrated in a in a poor way because it turns out that the that these terrorists who blow up the mall and are are threatening to blow up this um not it's not a stock exchange but it's like a big corporation yeah um it turns out that they're just doing it because they're like fundamentally dissatisfied with Hong Kong society and sort of like don't think that they can make it under capitalism or they think capitalism is, is set against them. And they have this monologue at the end of the movie where they're like, that's why we're doing this because like we're never going to make it like this way. This The system's rigged, so we're we're making our own way. I'm with them on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Good, good point, this though. is like a – it's like a <laughs> fundamentally sort of like conservative police story yeah. movie. Um, but uh, – but it, it's it's interesting that 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 the way that they do it is they kidnap May and then they read May's letter about how like there's this really sad letter that she writes it's a breakup about how, letter yeah, yeah her favorite or the best times of her life were with Kakui but she can't stand being treated like she's just baggage anymore or whatever they're throwing um, fireworks at Kakui while this is happening and her which sucks that part sucks but it's pretty funny to see it happen to Jackie Chan uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, and and that sort of like like wavering between fundamentally giving up and trying to persevere inside of like the way things are. There's an interesting parallel there that isn't re- that doesn't really work, but you can see what they're going for. Yeah, I think this might just be a personal. I, I watched this movie uh, very hungover, and I also watched this movie. I watched the dub of this movie, which is why did you do that? It's the only one I can find. It's the one find. that's free on YouTube. Yeah, it's the one that's free on oh, YouTube. Oh, cool. Hey, we have a podcast about the. Uh, about going to the Trilon, and I saw this on YouTube, unfortunately. There's the dub version. There are some lines that are kind of humorous, but uh, I am willing to maybe say that some of the dramatic arcs in this movie may not have worked. You didn't watch u- the fucking movie. Well, I watched a, uh, a version sh- of the movie, a version of the film. Hey, real quick, what did they do for... There is a character in this movie who is mute, uh, presumably yeah. deaf and also mute. Um, yeah, we should both. talk about that. Who, yeah, both, who, yeah. who, 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 he's like an explosives expert and a robotics expert. Kung Fu He's a really kick-ass martial artist. Yeah. That dude's and badass. super fucking good at punching people's. Uh, what do they? What do they do for him? For in the in the dub version, they, is it because in the in the uh, uh, original Chinese, it's very, very like Offensive. insensitive sort of squawking sound that uh, they keep yeah, having thing. him make. Same thing. Yeah, same nobody, thing. nobody replicate any sounds here. That probably no. goes without saying. No, <laughs> right. squawking. I think is like it's, a, an, an it, unfortunately very appropriate. It's offensive not only because did. it's. I believe not. It's an actor doing that. That isn't actually deaf and mute. Um, right. It's not offensive in and of itself to portray sounds like that. Uh, right. When they're when they're portrayed realistically and with sort of compassion. Um, at least in my opinion, I'm not a disabled person, so I don't have the right to that opinion. So sure, I, no. apologies. But. but it's movie, also it's... in this movie's context it's portrayed for comedic purposes in the climax of this movie 
Jackie Chan Kakui gets the fireworks that had been used against him and starts using them against the deaf mute antagonist, and he makes the noises that the deaf mute uh, antagonist he was making him directly, yeah, yeah. mockingly. That, and it's that was all in the funny. dub too. Yeah, and it's That's like rough. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that, like real bad. We were talking about feeling alienated from from this movie's sensibilities before. Like never. Uh, as much as this, the climactic punchline of the movie he is being like the, a fucking like slur, uh, making fun of disabled people. Yeah. He is like the, with air quotes, like final boss of this gang, yeah. right? He's the final guy that Jackie Chan has to beat up. And, and there's some other stuff in that fight scene that's done very well. A lot of it's the a stunts. good fight scene. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a bit where there's like some stairs leading up a level that that have like space in between them. They're just like metal mm. slats. And Jackie Chan gets thrown off a railing, is, like, hanging from one of those stairs, and then the guy starts going up the stairs above him, and he starts doing, like, pull-ups one stair at a time yeah, as the other rules. guy is just running full speed, and they're both, like, going the same speed for a second. Yeah, there's like, some really oh, good fight scenes yeah. in this. The restaurant scene is really good. Yep. The park scene, in my opinion, is fucking transcendent. It is. Uh, super good. Not just as a fight scene, but also as far as, like, narrative significance goes, it's prefaced with... Um, I, I think the character is John Coe. Uh, I think that's it, I'm right. looking at Wikipedia, played by Ch- Charlie Cho. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right anyway. The guy who keeps getting his glasses broken. He, <laughs> he the, the fake shooting of the gun, um, and like it turns out it's not a gun. It's just like spraying oil. Or well, what are all these looks going on right he now? He starred in soft poor porn movies, too. That's why Aaron oh. saw that and he was Jason fucking clicked on out. Wikipedia and I was like, Ooh. Yeah. Famous male actor. Hey, good on him. You know, hey. support it. Very Does anybody cool. want me to visit the Wikipedia page for pornography? Uh, we are at uh, your, your, your work, your office, so you so really do whatever you want. I think. No, I'll just leave it at the cookies already saved in there. Yeah, uh, uh, this this uh, John Co glasses wearing character sprays uh, like a gun filled with. I think you all talked about it a little bit, but just is it like oil or like it is oil? Yeah, oil. Uh, they think it's a real gun though. Yeah, they think it's a real gun. Um, Kakui ducks out of the way like a the fucking loser. Um, <laughs> like certainly not an officer of the law. Um, and May gets yeah. hit. And May right? gets sprayed with oil. Uh, Kakui then like th- this is what leads into that big elaborate fight sequence. And then he comes back, and like what we just witnessed is undercut by just like by May being like, yeah, but like what if that was like a real gun? And, like, right. and also yeah. you it's just like, like fucking majeure. left me yeah. here for like and, a half hour. And that is actually consistent with Kakui's characterization as portrayed, particularly in this movie. Where right. like like when he gets um, yelled at by the police administrators, they're saying like you you go all it's it's funny, right? It's it's like a form meets um, theme uh, thing in this movie where where they they explicitly call out how like Kakui like you always go to such great lengths to make everything an action sequence. They literally like they don't say those exact words, but they're right. like you're like you're like doing parkour and kung fu and like you always rack up all of these damages to do your you're cool this real kung big fu brazen thing. hero yeah. director of and this like, film. Why? You don't have to yeah you don't have to be doing all that and like like May says the same thing and that scene kind of calls out how. Like, when you're so focused on being a cool action hero, you're not focused on protecting or caring about the people around you in a way that's actually kind of cool, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Again, I don't think it, it ever really... It doesn't lean into those, those whole, uh, like, well, those I mean, concepts. It, it, that criticism of Kaku's character does not translate to a character arc corrective, right. where he comes to learn something or change by the end of the movie. Right, he's, a, he's an objectively bad partner. Uh, yeah. Like, the first police story and the second police story established this 
many times over. Uh, he does not deserve to be with anybody. May deserves a lot better than him. And yet, like, the whole point of this is for, like, these two characters to end back up together without yeah. actually undergoing any, right. like, great change. And even and even the, the fundamental message of the villains in the movie is that, right? It's that, like, as imperfect as the system may be, persisting within it is the correct way to approach it. And so, uh, Kakui and May should stay together despite their imperfections with one another, despite the fact that it's an unequal partnership where Kakui exploits her. <laughs> um, I did like, uh, you mentioned the, the reading, the reading of May's breakup letter um them uh that that band of villains uh like mocking the letter if mocking can, these two as they yeah. go it's so Man, good classic scene anytime you can read a breakup letter dramatically and uh mockingly during a climactic <laughs> moment very good uh very like dramatic irony i yeah. love that it's, it's like a big reveal that she was actually breaking because she she goes to give him this letter uh and then she leaves and then she's kidnapped uh, Jackie Chan, I guess, doesn't read the letter right. or what have you, and then it, it is read to him, and he is it is being revealed to him that she is breaking up with him, and I'm like, yeah, yeah no shit, right. dude. Like dramatic irony for sure. Dick, yeah, like, we all saw this coming except him. Yeah, uh, he is. He's kind of a if he could not function in real life, like in real society, I don't know, he would get hit by a bus or something. Because like I, I'll say what I said in the first podcast we recorded, like. Outside of beating people up, he is incompetent in literally oh, every single and, way. And, like, they explicitly called out in this yeah. movie, right? It's like, it's it's like the, the dude doesn't get to work. He, like, backflips. He, like, Mission Impossible runs across buildings to get to work. Like, that's what Kakui is. Is like, he's the dude who makes kung fu action sequences, big, awesome, creative kung fu action sequences out of I didn't set my alarm this morning. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, which is hilarious. This is, like, the... Uh, um, spec ops the line of kung fu action movies. Christ. Hello, <laughs> video game Cody. Uh, I, yeah, the no, braid of kung fu Hong Kong action movies. No, I'm just the Bioshock. Neither of those movies are good examples. The Bioshock is a better of, example. Uh, it's still bad. Uh, you know, I, video games have never actually done that. Either. Video games are just bad. Yeah. Um, the let's talk about where this movie kind of slows down because as the plot, as I remember, it's been a little while, but as I remember, this movie goes toward it follows that um, the bombing. Uh, plot line to a point where they have no more leads, so they engage the services of a special team. This ultra it's fucking ridiculous. cool special uh, team. Oh, yeah, of, like, really awesome. cool. Everybody's cool and young and hot. And it's, it's super well dressed. It's all yeah. really attractive women, right? Which is interesting because, Mostly, like, yeah. this, this, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. There are dudes too. Um, but, like, the leader is a, a woman. There's, like, yeah. three women, I want to say. Yeah, because like, the, the best scene of this team is an interrogation scene a little ways down the line. That's. The and highlight it, of this. That's interesting in, in a thematic way, too, right? Because it's like Kakui learning to work with other people, and mm. they are supposed to be key figures in this movie that, that sort of, like, provide the break in the case that he needs, which is uh, ostensibly how Kakui learns to work with others mm. or learns that other people have a role, too. It's not really what happens. Well, but no, they, they just kind of go away. Yeah, it, it, ultimately, yeah. like, they, they, they splinter off. They, you know, they're they're not part of the, like, they're not part of the strike team, and it ends up just being Chan Kakui again, and maybe one other person when they first encounter the also guy. the narrative framing by which they're introduced is really lame because like oh not lame sorry that's an ableist term um but uh they uh like you said they run out of leads and so they engage these sort of like tailing experts to literally just hunt down any suspicious persons in hong kong yeah. which first of all okay the cops Yikes. uh but but also like just like you could have written anything 
you could have like you, you could have written anything and, and you had to default to this like extremely threadbare idea of just like well we're out of leads it's like why didn't you just write a fucking lead yeah right like why did you needed you didn't even engage these people for the purpose for which you wrote them which is to be like these these um investigators like they don't do anything on their own except the I think they eventually find where the uh, the bomb maker lives. Right, right. but with like Chinkakwi there every step of the way. Like right, he's, he's part. Oh, of he has to be. And, and he, he has he, to be there every step. He of goes the way. undercover to make contact with the bomb maker seller himself, even right. though these people ostensibly their specialty is to go undercover. But we still get a scene where Jackie Chan yeah. puts on a mustache. He looks so funny though, man. He, look, he he's wearing like this thick ass mustache. It's a funny man. scene. Oh, like like we're naturally brought Robert into for... the two things I love bringing up, and that's mustaches in Wayne's World. Um, <laughs> Do it. Uh, also, the must uh, the mustache. Yeah, Jackie Chan's mustache disguise is. Uh, is all time. Uh, he looks great. <laughs> the other one, uh, the the introduction of this this special uh, team felt like. Um, I mean, like Wayne's World definitely played off of scenes like this, where it's just like they opened a door in this police station, and this team of new characters all just showed up, and they're all uh, like posed, right? Uh, it's like that uh, scene in Wayne's World where they're at like the diner and they open it up, and it's like a bunch of special ops people training. And he's just like, I don't know, I've always wanted to just open the door yeah. and like <laughs> see a room full of people do- <laughs> doing this shit. If I was on a special ops team, I would I would pose. Yeah, absolutely. All, the, all the time. 100%. I think I do like a wall lean. You know what I mean? I'd oh, do the wall lean is very crucial. What would you? I would, what would, I would your like pose be? turn my body sideways and cross my arms and look sort of broody. Like oh, you think you're cross arms guy? Dude, yeah. yeah, you're oh, gonna yeah. take cross arms. Yeah, okay. uh, I'd be. I'd be like, my bandana course. would. F- oh yeah, like, the fly in the wind. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're set with the forearms. That's 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 the move. My uh, mine would be probably I'd be wearing like uh, a, a decent, like really wide brimmed, not brimmed wide. Collared, yeah. like snazzy, you like floral a flash shirt. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought you. Just... Sorry, keep going. Uh, sl- you know, unbuttoned to one or two, where you can just start to see the the chest hairs, and like a decent sports jacket, and just like wide. Trying to do it, what, like sitting, <laughs> sitting. This is the most animated Jason's ever been on this. Both feet flat on the ground, but like widespread knees, and with my arms like placed on them, very, very like exasperatedly, like I just got back, and just like sort of looking up. Yes. And, you'd be, and you'd be doing a rock eyebrow or one of your eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'd be doing the DreamWorks face. Jason the Rock Daphnis. Okay. Jason thinks he can be floral print, three-button-down guy. You think you can be fucking crossed arms, turn pose guy, and then I get nothing here. I get, like, the lamest pose. You already said you're fucking Wall Lee is the lamest shit, though. You yeah, you called it. Not. You went first, okay. dude. This I'm is no your fault. No this is your fantasy. I did go first. I'm no longer Wall guy. I'm now the guy who stands in the middle of the group, but, like, low to the ground so everybody is standing normally, and I'm just uh, doing, like, a crouch pose. Sound more like a Wall Lee guy to me. I don't know. Maybe you're the guy in the middle who could do, like, the outstretched 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 hey. arms like looking around like wordless this is you so you're going to be wordless buddy um you're going to be like Shut looking the fuck around. Up. you're going to be looking around and be just like with your eyes you're going to be like well the, look at this fucking shit we got here and then you put your hands on your hips we got a team don't we yeah. no, you're we the guy squad here. you're the guy like Daruk from Breath of the Wild who uh the moment before the picture is taken somebody That's all a of a sudden game, changes Cody. pose to like Thanks, man. to like <laughs> surprise everyone you're the guy who's surprised by the dude changing the pose so like like somebody's like hey and you're the guy next to him like what <laughs> and I'm doing the fucking cool cross arm <laughs> anyway we, we have, I can't believe you took the pr- print guy that's, that's the most badass cool guy yeah, yeah that's the coolest that's the like fan said, favorite first I went for I'm a realistic just, just pose being me. you guys all went for the best poses you know what I mean I well, think I know isn't that the point I guess Cody yeah. did you say yours 
Uh, I think I I. I, Are you just gold blooming in the I, back? I voiced approval uh, for two without actually committing to them. I th- like leaning leaning guy is a you can be cool, lean guy. Cool I guy changed it so you can I be also, lean guy. I also, I mean, I also guy. kind of uh, um, expressed my approval for crossed arms and then like did like forearm flexes. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I actually committed. Are you to facing one. forward? Or are you facing? Oh, I'm already, I'm already doing the cross arm. Though. But you're facing like you're you're. There coy. are two cross arm guys. There's yeah. the sideways lean. There's one room for a second. Okay, I am now knife specialist, so I'm going to be opening <laughs> up my jacket, and there's a bunch of knives you're in there. And I'm going to be given like a, now you're the flasher. Yeah, no, I'm wearing clothes under it, but I'm going to be given like a one eyebrow, not like a rock level, but like a like a oh yeah, look at these knives kind of. I'll be I'll be the person opening the door, and like not actually in the team picture, but I'll be like no, you look have to at, be I'll in be the team picture. Oh, no, I'll, I'll be the one just like opening the door, looking satisfied at the group, and like I'll be there to feel Jackie Chan's look when he's like. Uh-huh. And sure. be like, yeah, we got a squad. This conversation is what goes through your head when you've just like taken too much drugs and you're slipping past the point of consciousness and you will die. And this is what is going through your head. God, I your hope head. so. By drugs, yeah. we're talking about our second cup of coffee. Because Speaking of is, coffee, yeah. they uh, they definitely needed coffee on the stakeout they perform later on in the movie. Yikes. Should we talk too. about the introduction of this, this band of... Uh, yeah, you remind renegades. Correct me if I'm wrong. The first thing that they're tasked with doing is identifying any potential leads. Yes. just like surveilling people. Uh, they find one, they trace it back to, which uh, is their specialty. They're in street clothes. They're about finding suspicious persons and tailing them, which they do. They find the bomb maker. Do they bring him back and inter- in, in, uh, interrogate? I don't remember him? who they interrogate. I forget who they brought back. But it's that elite team of just the women on the on this team, and they like. They play good cop, bad cop, but there are about three good cops and three bad cops who just end up wrecking his shit in the coolest fucking way. In really, this really it's cool amazing. kung fu scene. It's really. like a classic annoying thing where the the women get one good kung fu scene and it's never a, an important one. It's very explicit again. too. I think they say like women can be cops too, and yeah. they like say it explicitly. And, and like, like it's it's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. It's, cool it's, they're, they're clearly yeah, sure. um, like is it? following up on police story one right where yeah. women didn't have any roles they're like trying yeah. to correct for that it doesn't really work it's kind of like in master z it man legacy where the the main love interest gets one really cool kung fu scene and then she never does kung fu again yeah which is bullshit um there's some good female fight scenes in that movie though but yeah. anyway i think drunken master was kind of like that too did the ant get one or two maybe i feel like the ant whipped ass a little bit yeah like a little bit not, not enough. No, absolutely um, not. So the movie goes forward to identify those leads, uh, bring in the guys for interrogation, follow them back to their processing plant where they find the uh, bomb specialist. Um, but th- during that whole, like, I'm shortening it. This is, like, probably a 20 to 25-minute like chunk of the movie. It's, like, a significant chunk of the movie. It is, very like inordinately a big part of the movie and it just slows a lot of things down and it's not, there's not it's not really funny... comedic and yeah. it's not action and it's, and it's, it's this movie is two things jackie chan movies are generally two things they're funny and they're actiony and this whole section this whole like basically one third of the movie that's not that's a lie like one quarter one fifth of the movie it drags is is just police shit. Boring. it's pretty it's, stuff. yeah it's, it's like po- it do- doing policing it's it it was an entry because like the this band of villains we meet each of them separately pretty much and this is like the last person the last antagonist that we have to meet and it's man it drags on and it's uh, like, second what? to last we meet the, last? We meet oh, yeah, the right. deaf mute guy last because he's the guy who actually builds the bombs oh i thought th- okay never mind i guess i thought but they interrogate we the, the bomb maker i believe okay, okay. Yep, he lives right. in the coolest place ever he Do does he's that? got like an elevator he has that a, takes his he has van a forklift that takes his van up 
to oh, get into right. his house. It's rad as That's hell. That's cool. And then we meet uh, home invader pro Jackie Chan. Yeah. Yeah. And, pro forklift. Yeah, I'm pro does forklift. He, of course. I'm, I'm remembering a shot Shadow. where he like rips off his fake Shadow. mustache. Does he do that or does it just fall off? He does. He, he does. Rips yes. it off. Okay. He also like side zooms around like he side zooms like into frame all of a sudden Jackie Chan's <laughs> yeah, in I, because the guy the bomb maker is about to get it on with his girlfriend and then all of a sudden uh, mustachio <laughs> oh, Jackie yeah. Chan like like pops into the frame for yeah, it's, it's like a meme it's, it's, it's like a it's honestly like a good like gif you'd see it's on the internet it's extremely funny not yeah. the most jiffable moment from this movie but what, what that? is the most jiffable moment uh, I have it in my notes it is um, so so Chu, uh, Chu Tao Chu Tao is in this movie for a little bit. And, uh, Chu Tao is bedridden, correct? He's right. dying. Yeah, and I forget exactly what leads up to it. Maybe uh, Kakui punches uh, John Ko in the face again uh, and breaks his he glasses. He breaks his glasses, yeah. Uh, I think some other shit happens. It is um, Chu, uh, Chu Tao in bed, like rising up a little bit, laughing, and doing this amazing slow clap. Like he is, it, like with each clap, he is more physically labored because he is like ah, it's from dying, it's spending like thirty yeah. percent of his energy yeah. with each clap. And Jackie Chan just was in there, just like picking him up and throwing him around a second ago. <laughs> it's like it's so darkly funny, but it like is funny. Mm. But man, it's uh, a, but anyway, it's a biting commentary on how we treat our seniors. I know. You think about it. It really sucks that. Uh, that that part of the movie drags as much as it does because it is thematically important, right? Yeah. Like, like those partners are supposed to be Kaku. I think, in on my reading in the movie, and, and I'm probably wrong, but uh, like it's supposed to be Kakui learning how to work with people. And so the fact that the movie totally makes that the, the bo- most boring part of the movie so that we can get to the cool stuff where Kakui goes solo again really sucks. Yeah, that, That's not great. The overall impression I get from the movie is gen- it's like, you had all this cool stuff in a like ni- nice, tightly wrapped, fairly well-paced, or at least the illusion of being well-paced, package with Police Story 1, and now we've given you a much like bigger barrel into which to like just fill this with cooler shit for the sequel. And it's like it's the same amount of stuff just stretched out for like, they hit another a lot of the 40 same minutes or whatever. In a sort of classic sequel yeah, fashion, they too. Just, yeah, they don't land super yeah. as well. It's not like, like those... Uh, peaks and troughs we were talking about don't like they don't have the same they're not truncated like they were in the first movie as well so they just feel much longer it's not as taut much more lo- yeah, yeah and just, i mean like the that that is probably um not helped by the fact that um at least the version of police story that, two that we saw is literally just like 35 minutes longer than police story yeah. one man it doesn't need to be like this i think that the version of police story two we saw is like a Two hours and twelve minutes, or something. You know, the dub sucks, but uh, hey, my version was an hour. You 46. didn't even watch the movie. The that, dub is that, not even the movie. That, I'm yeah, not even yeah, lo- no, looking at this guy. Right watches now. this guy anime. Just for reference, they, they call <laughs> they call Jackie Chan's character Jackie, Jackie Chan in they the do. fucking English dub of these what are, movies. Are they afraid that that these people aren't going to recognize? Well, like, him? I'm sure he just in, was a big enough star at that point. In other dubs, he's called Kevin. That's Sorry. worse. Kevin, Kevin. Kakui instead of Kakui. Isn't that a thing? Uh, oh, I think Kevin man. is actually is that, his like, nick- I think it is referred to as his nickname, is it not? I guess I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia screen right behind you. It says, yeah. Sergeant, in quotes, Kevin Chan. He's I want to say that's a nickname. He's never called in Kevin in, uh, um, in, in the ones in the, we saw? Yeah. He's always, yeah, right, he's no, usually Kakui. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
But yeah, he's a man of many names. Jackie Kakui. Um. Anyway, Kevin they finally Newland catch Cinema. up. Oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. Golden Way Films. <laughs> they finally catch up to the bomb builder himself in this abandoned warehouse. That's a really good scene because it's a night scene, which is unusual for these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, that in and of itself is cool. There's a lot of night scenes in this movie. Yeah, yeah the playground, the, the playground, the park and, scene, uh, yeah. the abandoned warehouse. Yeah, the fact that the best action sequence in this movie takes place at night is like kind of really cool. Yeah, it's a cool thing to do. And like. In despite, uh, sorry, despite that, uh, the color is still that good. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, a lot of the uh, first movie occurred in broad daylight because you're able to easily contrast, like, the people's bodies and their motions and their movements with their background. And make the colors pop and yeah. the environments yeah. pop. But it, yeah. still hap- it still happens pretty well, pretty naturally in this movie. Like, yeah. the fight scenes are still really good. The choreography is still top-notch, unlike anything else you'll they see. They do, uh, in, the, in the park scene, like, all of the, the park lights are, are this, like, like... Like a floodlight, orange floodlight that just bathes the mm-hmm. surrounding in this diffused light. That was like really reminiscent of actual parks I grew up in huh. as a, a kid, and like that was really. Did you um, also whip a bunch of Asian men's asses <laughs> one night? I'm not responding to that. <laughs> oh, uh, you don't want to incriminate on record. Sure. <laughs> the cops are still looking for him. <laughs> that, they the, weren't the, Asian. A, the ass, no, the, no, the ass one, whipper of uh, one. One particular cop is still looking for Harry Mackin, <laughs> better known as Kevin. And then I, after I beat them all, I do my pose. I do the brooding uh, cross-armed guy. You find the nearest um, waist-high object yeah. and brood. Uh, but but like the the fact that they that they mastered night lighting in this uh, really well, like almost Repo Man levels of like yeah. really good-looking night scenes, um, is really good. Uh, and the the scene in the warehouse is good too, right? Where they're like the the, the deaf mute guy kind of works uh, his. Um, his uh his persona as as a um helpless person to um they don't take him seriously because right. they perceive him as like someone who is disabled and therefore not a threat and and homeless too right and then he kicks their asses and he uses rc cars uh yeah. as explosive bombs, devices yeah. which rules yep um and that's really c- cool and creative um that's a good scene can we can we talk about a scene can we talk about, talk the, about scene? the scene where jackie chan has to infiltrate the uh, big corporation building. It's a great uh, scene. Uh, one, the, there's an elevator fart scene that, that is v- funny but extremely not funny, but also earlier. very funny. It is hilarious. Uh, it is early in the movie. It is when they're setting up the victims of, or the supposed victims of this, of these yeah. uh, quote-unquote terrorists' attacks with wiretaps. Right. Right. They're trying to surveil this company to know like what they're going, how they're going to respond to these attacks, what they're going to do. Yeah. There's uh, a crazy line. Uh, I guess it's not that crazy. This was like 88, but it was like, do these wiretaps really work or something? And they're like, well, they ended Nixon's career or something like that, which is like a wild thing to Man, see. the audience a... was in stitches. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that would have been pretty, pretty big event, right? No matter where in the globe you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so talk about the scene that you love so much. It's, it's, uh, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Cody's giving me a look like, do you just I was like the giving you the same look Jason was giving <laughs> oh, you? Okay. Uh, so yeah. So one, there's a elevator fart scene, which uh, just is just not a thing in media anymore <laughs> where Jackie Chan gets in the elevator with his, uh, what like police superintendent. Bill it's yeah, Uncle Bill. Uncle. Yeah, Bill People still do fart jokes. Sorry. In, go ahead. In, in an action movie like this, there's just like a bunch of people in an elevator and he rips ass and then the, his boss blames it on uh, Kakui and Kakui is alone in the elevator with his boss's fart. Uh, are, we, are we doing this? What? What's going this on? This is a punk rock to split hairs over the existence of flatulence humor in, in contemporary modern, modern filmmaking. 
there's a there's a bit during that uh, during that sequence where Jackie Chan is in the boardroom, like this giant boardroom with this giant table, and people are coming back into the boardroom, and so he he slides under the table, and he slides for like four feet straight. It looks like CGI. He just like whoop, slides on his right under there, and then he does the like classic spy maneuver where he uh, holds himself under the table by putting his arms and legs out and just like doing just like a full body weight pose to remain under that yeah. table. And then eventually everybody goes over to a board to check out some data or something. And, uh, it's like, come the, look at this data. It's and like, he, check out how your stocks are doing. And, and he just Ooh. rolls out from under the table and grabs somebody's like, uh, sports, like jacket. sports jacket yeah. and just puts it on and just walks out and then says something kind of chauvinistic to the secretary, which sucks. And then that secretary later gets her arm blown off by a bomb and that's her whole arc in this movie, which yeah. also sucks. It also happens off screen that yeah. her arm gets blown off. Yeah. I don't think she's ever seen again in the movie. Actually, maybe even that, she's very a does say she is okay. How she's getting skin craft is what it says. Right. Consequences of the actions that, that men take. No, it doesn't. It's not. It's, it's not, not that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just like that sequence, and, I, and we were talking about the end of the movie, and I was like, no, we got to bring up that boardroom scene because that physical stunt yeah, of holding himself under that well, table. Well, that in particular, I feel, I feel like they could have easily put one or two of those stunts in any of those infiltration scenes that are oh, yeah. later on. The surveillance and infiltration Why scenes. Why not have in up a building? Or anything. like underside of a van or something. Yeah. I, like anything that they could have done to add some variety and spice and fun to those scenes. Like Harry said, I think that it's maybe it was an attempt, conscious or unconscious, to show how he works as part of a team because he's been yeah. just this one-man, like, renegade force since the beginning of the series. But it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't it doesn't pan out that way. We see, like, how his team helps. We see how their expertise yeah. has... They has, disappear like, for the finale. The, but then they're gone. Yeah, and and, 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 and in favor do- of Kakui doing the... I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please. Uh, in favor of Kakui doing the exact same thing he did in Police Story 1, which is go renegade on his own, right? Yep. Where, like, he defies the police chief's orders, and, re- re- like, Raymond Lee, he has to kidnap him. I think he kidnaps him again, or am I misremembering? But any- either way, like... like They they come to a standoff. Uh, th- there gets to be... Uh, ap- following the um, the scene where um, Kakui and, and May are... are pestered and, and tortured by this villainous gang. Um, Kakui gets a bomb strapped to his chest. Right. And he, uh, he's going to like retrieve the money for a ransom. He has to work with the villains because the villains have May. Right. And then um, he uh, like superint- superintendently points a gun at him. And then Kakui's like, surprise, I got a bomb. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, like a, it's like a pretty direct parallel to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it culminates with... Uh, a really good scene where um, Jackie leads or Kakui leads them on a chase into a tunnel and buys himself some time to disarm the bomb himself, which is a really good sequence. It's really mm-hmm. tense. Yeah. Um, uh, the most tense part of that scene um, is actually the uh, the one second shot we get of uh, Jackie Chan's bulging bicep before he snaps yeah. that cable. You can talk about tense. Jackie Chan, poet, philosopher, martial artist, philanderer, and swole. And thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the movie from there kind of devolves into the... Not devolves. It's, it, it, it kind of hits its stride again, I guess, uh, in a sort of weird reversal where... He fights the bad guys in their on their turf. After he after he defuses the bomb, he goes directly to them, right? Mm-hmm. To to release or to free May he because now he's turned the, the table on them. Yeah, yep. to finish uh, the fight. And uh, that's a video game reference, Cody. Uh, yeah, and oh. he he again whips ass in the. It's some really cool like 
ledge grab, like the shot that yeah. Aaron was talking about where he's on the underside of a set of stairs and the guy's running on top of them. There's really good, really cool. There's one shot that I'm remembering where one of the bad guys kicks over a series of like, uh, I don't even know what they are. They're like shelves, but they're lined up like dominoes oh, yeah. that like May is running through them. And as they're falling, just like very well. She's just like one away from them. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the time. She um, gets to do some action stuff in this too. Yeah. She also like, gets kind of beat up though, which is bad. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, she throws uh, some fireworks though. That's cool. It's yeah. a it's a fun it's a fun end to the movie. It's a lot more like like badass than the ending of the first movie. The first yeah. movie was like spectacle of sliding down this pole. That was like the big thing. And then the like the uh, climax, well, the very like end of this movie is literally just Jackie Chan exploding an entire warehouse full of fireworks and, so- and bombs. soloing like six dudes, one of whom is much better at martial arts than he is. <laughs> yeah, I. How do you think it compares? I guess Jason, you said it's maybe not as good as the climax of the I first film. I, I don't think like so it either. No, no way. The first, the climax of the first movie it's is like, like a classic scene. Yeah. 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 Um, this one's just like it's like classic sort of less creative sequel itis, yeah. where it's just like it's just no, it's a, a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, uh, you know, and some really like, appreciable fight scenes on the inside. I should reiterate, like very, oh, yeah. very well choreographed, very cool like stuff that going video on. Game thing, right, where yeah. it's just like this is just a concrete warehouse. And, like, the first one was, like, an awesome mall where, like, they were fighting through different stores and, like, vehicles were happening and there was verticality. And there's verticality in this one, but it's just warehouse floors. Yeah. It's just going up a set of stairs instead of sliding down uh, three stories on a glass pole. Uh, May May slides down that uh, that big tube, Mm -hmm. which is is cool. And then the tube blows up while Jackie Chan's inside of it. That's cool, too. I'm surprised he's still alive after that one, too, because it literally, like, immolates in a second. It's like a plastic vinyl thing. I thought for sure that he wasn't actually in that when they exploded it. But I I couldn't tell when I was watching it. I didn't notice any cuts, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That the end the movie ends on I think weirdly a better note than it dips to like it's I just mean, not the previous forty minutes are so bad it's just unfortunate um, that it's those just, forty minutes define the movie in my head yeah unfortunately sure. because there are so many high points the playground scene the warehouse scene the like the stuff with May if it just cut all of that maybe like a five or ten minute scene it would be so yeah, much I don't know a I don't even necessarily agree with you but I still understand like I what I want is I wanted them to actually make good in the third act on what they established right. in the second act I want those partners to actually do something yeah Knowing, but yeah. knowing that they didn't, I would prefer that, like, just in a post-production cut, they just removed the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so just, you're looking for a climax that uh, just as good as the one in the first movie. Okay, you're looking for a uh, like a, a partner, Jackie Chan, that would uh, have a, a character arc payoff over the course of the film. Mm-hmm. Maybe a female partner, be good, like little back and forth they have. Can I interest you in Super Cop Police Story Three? Great movie, yeah, we have amazing climax. You can absolutely Let's interest go. me in Yeah, this I want to watch that movie. Nobody, nobody's saying Why they don't want to. Why are you bringing this up? Nobody said no. We're going to uh, watch you... Police Story 3 Super Cop. We won't yeah. record an episode on it because but it's not at the trial. You should watch exactly Police good. Story 3 yeah. Super Cop. It is very good. Maybe the best. Is, it is Maggie Chung, Chung in it? Uh, yes, it's her last movie. Okay. Is it an explicit and direct scene? She's in it. Yeah. It is also not directed by Jackie Chan. Hmm. But it's good. It is, the. I would probably say, the best. Does he still get to shred his stuff? Do all the oh, yeah. do's, oh, do the props, Oh, he does do the... shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. It's good. It's good. It's Super. also called Super Cop, which and is if it's just bad, like a, like, yeah, man, I if guess. If it's bad, I know exactly what to call it. Super Flop. Oh, that's that's good. Oh, what you're, you going to say? You, you were just going to say Super Bad, right? Oh, okay. What were you going to say? Keep going. You get one, you get one guess, Aaron. So, uh, Super three, Flop, not super, super Bad. Not Super Cop? Not Super Cop. But that, is that the joke? <laughs> 
No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, okay. no, I know. I know. I already had a guess, but I I know what it is. Yeah, you, you spent know? it. Yeah. No, what is it? Just say it. Pooper cop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Everybody. <laughs> Woo! Uh, that... And that, does that close our episode? Anybody else have lingering thoughts? Um, the, the only other thing I wanted to throw in, um, and I put this in my Letterboxd review as well. Um, shout outs to Letterboxd. Check out Cody's Letterboxd. Letterboxd in general is shout very out good. Letterboxd? Like the website? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. Yo, shout uh, out to Rotten Tomatoes. The thing that really... <laughs> Metacritic. Metacritic. Let's go. <laughs> a lot of shit bugged me. Um, a lot of shit bugged all of us about this, as we've discussed. Um, going back to the, the bomb threat sequence, um, there's this big... Kind of annoying weight put on whether, like, it's a hoax or not. Like, we're embarrassing ourselves by, like, obliging this hoax. Yeah, uh, all the security. Oh, yeah. I'm like, glad you're bringing this up. Like, and, like, it turned out not to, not to be a hoax. Um, like, uh, Kakui, you know, encouraged them to, you know, follow procedure because, like, obviously. Like, why wouldn't you? Um, and it turned like, good for them. It turned out not to be a hoax. It turned out to be a very real bomb. But then, like, throughout... The re- like the rest of this movie, only like Kakui is taking this band of of uh, antagonists seriously. Everybody else still th- like they're just like, oh, what if it's a hoax? Oh, it's probably a hoax. Well, a and, mall and was also, just leveled, dude. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, what are you thinking? How stupid is this fucking and, and screenplay? The stakes for it being a hoax are apparently so high. We're like yeah. during that bomb threat, they're like, well, if we have to shut down the mall. Like it'll it'll ruin the whole nights of sales and it, it'll get in the way of commerce and also it'll be so embarrassing. And like they're they're sitting there out there and like the the firefighters come and they're like, so no bomb, huh? And and like like the police are just sort of like looking sheepishly at we, their shoes. They, and they say we better, no find, a we better, we find, better a find a bomb. find a bomb. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why does it matter <laughs> there, if it's a hoax? Ten thousand people in this building. Yeah, it's like, that, like, like would have been dead if you had uh, if there's a if there's a point oh 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 one percent chance that there's a bomb threat. Like, am I missing something? Or you would just evacuate the fucking building because, like, of would. course you would. Like, <laughs> like why is it? It's it's such a it's such a scary thing evacuating a building it like doesn't make any sense to me stakes wise yeah it's like it's supposed to they're setting up these this dramatic uh like these dramatic stakes where it's like but what if it's a hoax what if it's a hoax it's like who fucking cares if it's a hoax yeah right like Like, maybe i'm missing something i don't know like you're definitely not it is stupid and it's like having a big explosion like a building leveling explosion at you know the 40 minute mark in the movie or whatever and then just like that's a great setup but then just, like, instead of taking the proper precautions as, like, people in positions of power should in that situation, they're just like, oh, this is probably a hoax. Oh, like, let's wait and see what they do. And people get fucking, get their arms blown off because of their ineptitude. Can you imagine what would happen if, if like, a bomb went off, like, anywhere in the United States of that level? It'd be like, that is the news story of the year, Correct. is the, the bomb. Yeah. And it should have been wow. in this, too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, do you guys remember... Speaking of funny, weird things that don't make sense in that scene, do you remember the kid who dropped his ball? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like, I okay, like so, so, so set it up for us, because it's a really weird I, little scene. Uh, yeah, kids like playing with toys, right? This kid's toy uh, that he has is a ball, right? Wait, go uh, back. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, can you, wait so, I, I don't know if I agree uh-huh. with your, your thesis here. Kids yeah. play with toys? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, toys, uh, they're not just, uh, they're for people of all ages. They have different toys. They're not toys just what? <laughs> what? They're for people of all ages. Toys. You said they're not just games? what? What did I say? You said toys. They're not just... And then you sort of trailed off, and I would like you to finish that thought. I don't know what he's doing here. They're not just for kids. What else? Who else are they for? What do you mean? 
So this kid has a this kid has a ball and he drops the ball and there's like a dramatic shot of it like I'm trying to remember what it reminded me of but it like slowly bounces. It's it. Like (laughs) it reminded you of it. (laughs) It's like the scene from it where it goes down the gutter and slowly bounces and you're thinking like like it's going towards like an like an ice cream cooler and it's about to hit it. Like fuck the bombs, the bombs bombs in there. there. And it it doesn't even do the thing where like the the, there's like a sound effect that lets you know like oh it's safe again. It just like all the sound cuts out and the ball just like goes at normal speed and then Jackie Chan walks over picks it up and then gives it again. Like here you go, kid. Yeah, it's really funny. And then the awesome. bomb blows up like a m- fucking minute later. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, dumb as shit. <laughs> oh, I, I love that a lot. Oh, it's so good. It's a subversion of what you think's gonna happen. Yeah, expectations upsetting. That's what comedy is. You think one thing's gonna happen, something else happened. Yeah. Funny. Read that's, a book. That's all fucking comedy. <laughs> Dipshit. Watch a movie. <laughs> Idiot. That's all we've got. Hit yeah. it. On Police Story Two. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Trilove Podcast. You can follow me, Jason Daphnis, on Twitter at Nintendoofus. Uh, Aaron? Are we doing our personal Twitter? We are now. Fucking just uh, follow. Do I? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Aaron. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, RBPlease, A-A-R-B-Y-P-L-S. Uh, I'm Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore B-H. And I'm Harry. You can follow me on Twitter at Chitake Harry. Thank you for listening. Uh, join us again next time. Goodbye. None but my own steely self and total dedication. I sweat, I bleed, in search of the great way. Lives put down as wagers may spin a few sagas. Defying against distresses, so brave, walking around in arrogance like the lion. It's onward we and march. I'll just say that again. It's onward and march, with the consequences known to oneself. Climb and climb, I'll put my name in the clouds. With pride, I write down the poem of my life. Passion and love, tears and follies, honesty, an end itself. Life, something to gamble with. When epic stories are retold, hail the hero with will of steel who watches the world like a lion. Forward we go, as consequences are known to one's own self. On the double, I must soar over the clouds. And then there's music. Forward I must go, as consequences are known to one's own self. On the double, I must soar over the clouds. Forward I must go, as consequences are known to one's own self. On the double, man must stay sky high.